Mike Dell's World, number 207. Overdrive, boys. Everybody hang on. Good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case is. This is Mike, and this is Mike Dell's World number 207, as I said at the beginning. Good to uh, be behind the microphone. Good to have a little bit of time here. Of course, I'm on call tonight with the courier company, so I may get interrupted, as I did from the time I started that song until the time I started recording this was about two hours. <laughs> Of course, I hit pause before I left, so while the song was playing, I got a, a phone call to go do a quickie run around town here. Still working at the print shop uh, 9 to 5, or well, 8 to 5, actually, with an hour lunch break, except for in the summer. Uh, now I'm working uh, 8 to 5 with a half-hour lunch break and then a half-day off on Friday, which is kind of nice. But, like I said, I'm still working at the courier company, so I, 
I keep busy, put it that way. And my wife has uh, since gotten a, uh, uh, I wouldn't call it a nine-to-five job, I'd call it a, a much more than that job. <laughs> She's now uh, the general manager, I guess you'd call it, or uh, I don't know, I really don't have an official title for her, but she basically manages the managers of 10 uh, fast food locations, I should say. One uh, outfit here in town owns 10 of this particular fast food franchise, which I'm not going to mention, but uh, she's doing that. What do they call her? I don't know. They had some sort of uh, name for her, but... uh, they really needed the help, and uh, she's just dug in with both feet and enjoying it, I guess. I haven't seen her nearly as much as I would normally, but uh, she definitely likes that kind of business. She's been in the hotel, motel, restaurant business pretty much her entire career. and took about a year of uh, just doing uh, cleaning, commercial cleaning, and uh, home cleaning uh, for doing her own thing and uh, this came up from one of her cleaning customers and one thing led to another and she's uh, she's working there as part of this new endeavor of hers uh, she gets a company car of course I had to uh, fly out, oh, I didn't have to but I volunteered to fly out to Rhode Island to pick it up I flew out to Providence, and dealership picked me up, and went there and uh, grabbed the car and drove it back to Michigan. So got a little road trip a couple weeks ago, getting this uh, little company car. And the reason he bought it from there, he bought it uh, cheap on the internet. It was, you know, an, not an older car, but not a brand new one either. But he wanted it a particular color that goes along with the the uh, fast food franchise uh, colors so <laughs> and it was kind of an odd color they did make the this particular car well, it was the Dodge Caliber which is a little uh, crossover thing and they make they made them in this particular color but not a whole lot of them so they're a little bit hard to find but, uh, but anyway he found one bought it and uh, I flew out and got it and uh, that was a lot of fun and she's got it now, uh, dropped it off at a sign shop and got logos put all over it. And <laughs> it's uh, It stands out, I'll tell you. Uh, it's definitely uh, definitely uh, not hard to uh, spot her coming down the road or uh, in whatever parking lot she's in. It's kind of funny. Uh, you can drive by Walmart <laughs> and not be able to pick out an individual car in the parking lot as you're driving by but if she was parked in the parking lot i'm pretty sure i could see that car (laughs) so anyway i'll leave it at that okay i've had a little uh trouble here in the studio uh, since the last time i had a flood and not only a flood but kind of a, a rainforest effect down here uh, my studio is right under the kitchen in uh, you know in the basement of course you can't have a podcast studio in a prominent portion of the house gotta have it in 
cubby hole somewhere, but I'm down here in a little, uh, little, uh, hundred square foot room in the basement and it happens to be right under the kitchen. Well, sometime a couple weeks ago, uh, just before I went to Rhode Island, in fact, I come home for lunch and, you know, made my sandwich and whatever and did a few things and then I took off and my wife gets home about 4.30 and said, uh, somebody left the uh, sink on and it backed up and the whole basement's flooded. I mean, it was, it was three inches of water on the floor and you walk into this room and it was like a rainforest. Miraculously, all the electronics my ham radio gear and my studio gear are all against one wall and kind of in a little cubby of its of its own and none of the water got on it the closest thing that got wet was my mouse and it survived uh in the front little part of the desk was a little wet but uh none of the computers the microphones the you know all the audio gear none of that stuff ham radio gear none of that stuff got got wet but the floor did and then the walls a little bit and it was uh, it was kind of a mess serve pro had their uh, machines here for i don't know four days uh, drying everything out and uh, we still got to get with the insurance company and figure out what they're going to do with the walls i guess they're gonna have to do some drywall work and upstairs the uh, kitchen cabinet uh, the one with the sink in it that got all uh, flooded and distorted, and so that'll probably have to be replaced. And since it's a relic of the 60s, it'll probably get replaced with something new. And since it doesn't match everything else in the kitchen, all the rest of them will get replaced. So, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. We kind of needed it, but I would have rather not had it happen that way. But uh, that is one advertisement for having good insurance if you own a place good homeowners insurance and if you rent a place get good renters insurance of course wouldn't cover kitchen cabinets that's the landlord's job but in a rental but uh, anyway and i was like i said pretty happy that it didn't get any of my electronics although you know with the insurance that i have i could have replaced it all but uh, i don't really need it uh, i've got a uh, pretty good imac and uh uh, another PC tucked over and behind it, and that ain't a real good one, but I wouldn't replace it. And all my ham gear works, and it's all set up, and you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, to not replace it than to replace it if possible. Well, one of the side effects was I couldn't get down here in the basement uh, while all those machines were running, so I missed uh, a week of my other podcast, which I'm doing really good this time at uh, staying weekly on that. Uh, every Friday I release an episode over at podcasthelpdesk.com. So if you're interested in podcasting, go check that out. If you have any questions about podcasting, you know, I've got uh, contact information over there and and I enjoy it. But the thing about that one is it's kind of a single subject podcast and I, I kind of like to just flip the mic on and shoot the breeze. Or, uh, well, eh, no, no reason to uh, invoke the explicit tag tonight. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, shoot the beep. Anyway, and no, I'm not afraid to cuss. Just uh, just saying. And hey, uh, Jim Farley, I know you'll listen to this at some point. Uh, we need to get together and do a, a What's Up With That episode of Mike Dell's World. 
I used to do that podcast called What's Up With That, and uh, it was usually just funny news and, and Jim and I shooting the breeze. And uh, we haven't done that in quite a while because both of us are busier than one-armed paper hangers. Uh, Jim has got uh, two or three jobs going, and I've got two or three jobs going, and uh, our schedules don't mesh up all that often, but uh, we really do need to get it together. I've got a... Uh, a special little doodad that I bought, uh, and I can't tell you exactly who made it or, or anything else. All I know is I got it from Amazon, and it's a, a little red uh, thing with a logo on it that plugs into my iPhone, into the uh, headphone jack. And yes, I did go with an iPhone. I don't know if I said anything about that, but anyway, it plugs into my iPhone. It'll also work on an iPad. Probably work on Android stuff, too. I have to try that. But it splits out the mic and the uh, audio, and then I can plug it into my mixer using the Mix Minus and the Aux channel and all that happy do-ra stuff. And, and instead of using a second computer or a second sound card on, on the same computer, I can record Skype or, or Google Hangouts or FaceTime or, or any of those sorts of things and uh, put it right in, the, in a podcast. I'm going to do a uh, interview with uh, Trucker Tom Wiles uh, for the uh, podcast help desk. I'm going to do a little interview about uh, the history of podcasting. And since he's uh, been podcasting since late 2004, he's one of the... One of the uh, I was going to say one of the oldest podcasters I know, but uh, that isn't exactly what I mean, you know. But uh, he's he's one of the, the most uh, senior podcasters as far as uh, he's been doing it the longest and the most consistently. Uh, Tom, I believe, is somewhere around seventeen or 1,800 shows, which uh, is probably pretty high on the, on the scale, you know. As he was averaging one a day there for a long time, and uh, now he's cut back to probably two or three a week. But, you know, he's still cranking them out, and uh, it's working quite well for him. Uh, I just got an email. I can look at that later. Yeah, that's 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 the beauty of, of doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't have to worry so much about... Uh, all the uh, niceties that I do. When I do the other one, I, I kind of edit a little careful, more carefully, I shouldn't say. Carefully, I, I still... Uh, the same laid-back uh, speech patterns and whatever. You know, I am who I am, and uh, even though that one's a slightly more professional thing, uh, oh well. So... What else is there? Oh, I had something interesting uh, happen to me. Oh, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. Working for the courier company, I tend to have to catch airplanes. Uh, not necessarily catch the airplanes, you know what I mean. But I actually have to meet the uh, airplane after a flight, an airline flight, uh, to pick up cargo. And... A lot of times up here in Traverse City, especially, but I'm sure it's that way everywhere. Planes get delayed, and they, uh, you know, they're hard to track. You get on the internet, and one site will say that the airplane's delayed, and another one will say it's on time, and you know, it's kind of hard to track them. So 
being as I wrote the book on listening to airplanes on a police scanner, I listen to airplanes on the police scanner, especially when I'm waiting for a flight to come in. Rather, And I only live five minutes from the airport terminal. So when I've got an airplane that's supposedly coming in, I kind of get a good idea from the internet when it's coming, but I'll listen to it on the scanner. And when I hear it uh, call the Minneapolis Center and, you know, say they're 30 miles out and they start getting vectors for, for the approach, then I know I jump in the van, I go over to the airport. But while I go to the airport, I, in my van I have a ham radio that also picks up the uh, aviation frequencies and I turn it to the tower frequency and usually center I'll turn it over to the tower you know when the airplane's on approach and, and so I know for a fact that the airplane did indeed land well, I'm driving down the road that parallels the runway well it doesn't really well <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm on a north-south road uh, headed towards the air terminal and the runway that they're going to land on is an east-west. And then there's also a north-south runway. Well, a helicopter took off from whatever it was. Uh, I think it was uh, runway 18, which would be, you know, heading due south. But he took off from the ramp beside it. And then there was a King Air lining up on runway 18 to take off. The airliner's coming in on runway 28 which is more or less coming from the east to the west. And he was still a few miles out, so they were going to let the King Air go. When the helicopter took off, he said, well, he's going to depart south. And the controller says, we'll stay west of runway 18. I've got a King Air departing. And so he says he would. And as I'm driving down this road that's also heading south, this helicopter, a little Hughes 500, you know, those little bubble helicopters, comes by at about, I don't know, he was probably double the height of the telephone poles, if there were any. And he's going, you know, like a bat out of hell right down the road, you know, just over the road and going like a bat out of hell. And then he gets to this intersection, which is called South Airport Road, which is duh, on the south end of the airport, and that's how you get to the terminal. But it's, uh, he gets to that road, and then he cuts hard left to the east and crosses the extended center line of the runway. You know, he's a couple miles away from the end of the runway. But the King Air ended up aborting his takeoff, which is kind of a big deal. And then I heard the tower controller uh, basically rip the helicopter pilot a new one right there on the uh, air traffic control radio. And I wish I would have had a recording of that. But I didn't. But it was uh, it was interesting. That was uh, one of the few times I've heard controllers uh, chew out uh, pilots. And uh, I got a recording here. It's a it's a different incident. I don't remember what airport it was, but it's an American Eagle flight. It might be a little hard to hear, but uh, I want you to hear it anyway. Uh, he had a stuck mic problem, and. Uh, he was talking to his co-pilot, and uh, it's rather entertaining. How you doing, approach? You can find 30, 40, level one, 5,000, right turn to 140 with Delta for 33. You can find 30, 40, Potomac, good afternoon. Flight in 150, descend and maintain 4,000. Turn to 150 out of 5,000 for 4,000, you can find 30, 40. 
Flight 3040, traffic 11 o'clock, 5 miles northwest, sound test 172, 3000. could tell that uh, he was complaining about the controllers and by the way that earned my explicit tag so oh well <laughs> anyway uh the uh the the funny thing was there uh, well i guess not the funny thing the the thing that uh, a lot of people don't know is whenever a controller tells a pilot that he has a phone number that's just another way of saying you're in trouble bub <laughs> you need to call and uh, we're probably going to uh, have some words with the FAA. Actually, controllers in most cases. That was Potomac Approach, which is around the uh, Washington, D.C. area. I Just like I said, I'd listened to that a while back and didn't remember what uh, airport. I don't even know what airport, but he was uh, approach control for for the D.C. area. So I imagine it was probably Reagan National or, or uh, Baltimore, maybe, or I, I don't know, but... Anyway, it was just interesting. Uh, so if you ever hear of an air traffic controller giving out a phone number, and by the way, that was edited so you didn't get the whole phone number, 
but that uh, that just means they're in trouble. <laughs> so one of these days I'll uh, I'll get a collection together of some of the funnier recordings. It all comes from liveatc.net, if you're interested. They have a whole message board full of uh, good recordings uh, from there. And then, of course, you can listen to live air traffic control anywhere uh, in the world. Well, not quite anywhere, but uh, a lot of places around the world. They have streaming scanners set up and and uh, piped into the Internet. And I was going to do that for a while, but somebody already has that for Traverse City. But uh, I have all the equipment here to do it. If uh, If that one ever goes down, I may volunteer to run a, a stream here and it's the same as a, the police scanner ones now there you can get these police scanner apps and I, there is a live atc.net app also for both ios and android that you can listen to the airplanes but there's also a lot of police scanner apps and uh, one i found funny was uh somebody locally here had all the you know, sheriff's department and the police department, fire and ambulance and all that, uh, programmed into a scanner and had that streaming, and then it was going to this whatever police scanner app. I don't remember what it was called, what the app was, but I'm sure that that stream gets picked up by multiple apps. But for about two weeks, all I was hearing was what sounded like a baby monitor. And apparently he had that frequency in his scanner and had that channel unlocked, didn't know it. So instead of listening to the police, we were listening to whatever was going on in his house. Of course, there wasn't really much going on most of the time, but you could hear stuff sometimes. So, you know, got to watch what you're putting out over the air. Same with those uh, pilots. Uh, there is a, a red transmit light on the comm panel. I know they're busy when they're coming in for approach or whatever, but he had enough time to, you know, uh, slam the controllers to his uh, co-pilot that uh, he should have been scanning the instruments. And that red light on the comm panel is a, a good thing to uh, keep an eye on. <laughs> and you also heard, uh, here, here goes my instructor hat, you also heard the controller talk over him a couple of times saying he was on guard. What that means is there there's a frequency that I don't know if all airplanes should listen to. Well, all airplanes should, but most airplanes do. That's 121.5, uh, I believe, is the frequency. Last I checked, that's the guard frequency uh, nationwide, maybe even worldwide. And it's a frequency where if the air traffic controller can't get a hold of you on whatever frequency he assigned you, uh, he can switch to that frequency and try to get you, or another airplane could talk to you on that one. That's the the official guard frequency, and you're not supposed to use that except for, you know, emergencies and, and other contingencies, such as somebody's got a stuck mic, which is jamming the whole frequency that you're supposed to be on. There's also another frequency that every once in a while, especially if you live in the middle of the United States or if you live uh, out in an island, uh, you know, like out in the Pacific uh, around Hawaii or Guam or, or uh, Iceland, I used to hear stuff when I lived up there on this frequency, and that's 
one, two, three, four, five. And that's kind of the unofficial air-to-air frequency. And a lot of these uh, guys, will, you know, when they're going cross-country on long flights, they'll they'll uh, get on that frequency and they kind of shoot the bull like you would uh, you, you would have heard on the CB a long time ago. Or uh, maybe now, I don't know, I haven't listened to the CB in forever. But they just kind of get on there and shoot the breeze. So it, that's that's another interesting frequency if you're into that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. <clears throat> anyway, enough of airplane geekery. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the E's and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. Okay, that was my obligatory uh, Blueberry commercial. Not really obligatory, but uh, hey, why not? And uh, if you are interested in podcasting uh, and need a uh, media host... I would like to try Blueberry as, as your media host, which is how the Mike Dell's World Show is delivered. You can uh, go to Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, and sign up for hosting. And if you use my promo code, no BS, N-O-B-S. I'm working on a book called the No No BS Guide to Podcasting, which its name's probably going to change because I just got a a letter from somebody that uh, said that uh, their company, No BS Publications, is putting out a book about podcasting, and it's going to be called the No BS Guide to Podcasting. So rather than uh, have confusion, they didn't tell me I couldn't do it. They just said, uh, you might want to rethink that. uh, So I might. Or either that or I'll write it for them if they haven't done it yet. <laughs> we'll see. I haven't heard back from them. But anyway, the No BS Guide to Podcasting is is being written now. Like I said, name will change. But the promo code's still good. No BS. N-O-B-S. That'll get you a free 30-day trial of Blueberry Hosting and or Blueberry Professional Statistics or Premium Statistics as we call it. But they, uh, that'll uh, get you any size, too. So, you know, if you're going to move your podcast, say you're podcasting on Libsyn or, or one of the other competitors out there, you can sign up for the one gigabyte plan for one gigabyte's worth of upload. That's normally an $80 a month plan. You can sign up for that. Use the promo code. doesn't cost you anything. You upload your gig of back episodes and then the end of the month you uh, switch it down to the plan you need and it saves you a bunch of money so like i said if you want to get some really good hosting for your media files now this isn't for web hosting this is just for podcasts uh, either video or audio Uh, use my promo code no bs at (laughs) blueberry.com Well, that sounded like a commercial. Well, it kind of was. As you know, I still work for Blueberry uh, on a uh, part-time basis, uh, doing uh, tech support. And that's where I get a lot of the the uh, content for my podcast 
the podcast help desk because I answer a lot of help desk questions and it's kind of nice to answer them on a podcast. That makes sense if you're in the podcasting business. I think I'm going to take a little break here and play another song from Todd Taylor. Uh, I uh, conversed with him a couple of times and he gave me permission to play his music on a podcast. So I'm going to do that again here. This is off of his uh, 2000 and I can't read that. 2008, I believe, album called Bringing It Home. And uh, this is one of my favorite songs of his, although this is a different version of it than I've played before. I think you probably might have heard of this. Uh, years ago, I, I played it on, or played a version of it. This is a much shorter version than the full version that he had, but it's still pretty good.
case you haven't figured that out, that's uh, his version One, two, of Freebird. Three, well, what is that? Oh, yeah. It uh, went on to play. <laughs> Got to hit stop at the end of the song on uh, this particular program. Oh, well, we'll get rid of that for now. I don't think I'll need that anymore. Uh, golly, I uh, don't know what else to talk about. I, well, I do have lots of things to talk about, but I don't know how much I want to get into. Uh, it's, uh, some politicky stuff. and you know, What's going on in Iraq? Holy crap. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, been paying attention to the news. I haven't really been, so I don't know any of the details, but it sounds like we may end up uh, sending the military back to Iraq for the third time, fourth time, whatever it is. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think that we shouldn't have pulled out like we did. Uh, you know, we just left them alone. Boom. There you go. It's your country. Here's the keys. We're out of here. And pulled out of there. And that was mostly for political reasons, I think. You know, uh, President Obama promised that, that everybody be out of Iraq at a certain date, and uh, he even went past that date, but he did get them out of there, which, okay, that's good, except for it wasn't the right move. You know, uh, as, you, as you guys may or may not know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I consider myself a libertarian, and so, you know, I don't uh, dislike... Obama any worse than I would dislike anybody else. It's just he's really bungled that that whole deal, and it looks like either we're going to have to go in there and fix it yet again, which is no fun because, you know, <laughs> we've been there the better part of the last 20 years, or they're just going to have to kind of let it go. And if that happens, then, okay, now we got to worry about the, the idiot uh Oh, well, the, the terrorists, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. So I think it's uh, pretty much we're going to end up going back in there. And, you know, it's just no fun. The guys that are in the military now, guys and gals that were in, that are in the military now, uh, it's just one thing like that after another. When I was in, it was pretty much not much going on to until towards the end of my tour, you know. Uh, toward the end of it there, uh, we got involved in, in Kuwait, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and then they had a couple little skirmishes here and there before that, but, you know, the whole time I was in, it wasn't about going to war, it was about ready to, getting ready to go to war, and now it's get ready and then go, and they've been constantly doing that for 20 years, and I don't know what the, oh, what the, the, uh, solving of that would be maybe that's something uh, jim and i can uh, talk about and what's up with that maybe maybe we can come up with a creative plan i don't know but it's just something else uh you know that the whole section of the world just seems to be broken somehow i was uh listening to a audiobook on my uh, trip across from uh, rhode island uh it was uh, adam carolla's new book called uh, president me and, you know, it's what he would do if he was, was elected president. And, of course, it has some funny sections in there where they have the uh, have him giving a speech to the U.N. and then another speech to uh, or the uh, joint session of Congress, the, the uh, what they call that, State of the Union Address. They, they played him, you know, actually giving those two speeches. 
But one of the things he said, and it made a lot of sense, Israel seems to be causing a lot of problem over there. Not that they're the problem, but they're causing all these other radicals to have a problem. So, you know, why did they pick the land that Israel's on now? You know, they just arbitrarily picked that because that was, you know, quote-unquote, the holy land. But really, Israel is more or less a secular country, or most of it is. You know, it's not a not under Jewish law, and it's not under Sharia law. It's under civil law. So why couldn't have they just gave them? I'll say the the you know well, Adam Carolla suggested uh, Baja California. It's a little bit more land uh, and somewhat the same climate, and wouldn't it be nice to have an ally right there, <laughs> south of the border? Of course, Mexico might have a problem with that, but it makes a lot of sense. It would have made a lot more sense to do that than than put them right in the middle of a bunch of people that are programmed to hate their guts. Like I said, I don't want to get into the religious side of that, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, those people over there, you know, they're not all of them. I'm sure it's not even a vast majority of them, but a good enough portion of them that they cause trouble everywhere. And I just don't know what to do about that. I guess... Uh, Solving the world's problems isn't my job, but I can talk about it. And on that same note, not really the same note, but on a similar note, I have noticed that there are people out there that are just plain mean. I mean, just, that's their whole, the whole persona is, you know, just mean. You know, if you disagree with them, or even if you don't disagree with them, they're just mean. They're rude. Uh, I'm not going to name particular names, but uh, we have a local around here that uh, I'm on his list, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> and he's told me such on certain occasions, but the guy's just plain crazy. And he picks out a group that he wants to take on, and uh, he takes them on, and he's relentless. Uh, right now it seems to be the, uh, the gays, uh, you know, he's like totally anti-gay and he writes letters to the editor and you should see his uh, website and Facebook profile. It's, it's just crazy. You know, I, I'm not gay. I don't think I would be very good at it and <laughs> wouldn't want to try it, put it that way. But I don't hate him. I don't hate gay people. I, you know. Could care less, to be honest with you. You know, uh, that my whole uh, whole thing here is, you know, I'm not prejudiced about anything. You know, if, if you're a nice person to me, I'll be a nice person to you. If you're an asshole, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> I don't care whether you're one thing or another. You know, that just doesn't bother me. I don't agree with that lifestyle, but not under any other thing other than... Uh, it kind of weirds me out, but not that to the point that that I would prohibit anybody else from partaking, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. But, you know, and just like I wouldn't want to see, you know, a, a man and a woman having sex in public, I don't want to hear about it or see two men or two women having sex in public. 
Well, two women might not be too bad to watch, but eh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> anyway, but what I'm saying is, is you know, I, I'm equal opportunity when it comes to that. It's like, you know, I don't care what you do as long as I don't have to watch it. And as long as you're, you know, not hurting anybody that's unwilling, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's a whole, this whole gay marriage thing. I don't care what you call it. You know, my marriage is my marriage. It has nothing to do with whether two guys call themselves married or two girls call themselves married. It don't, doesn't bother me. But see, I'm rather conservative on other things. That's what I think makes me a libertarian. Although I don't belong to any particular party. But I agree, you know, with a lot of the social stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, who cares what you do? I just don't want to pay for it. And certain things I don't want to watch. But that's my right. I don't have to watch. And as long as it doesn't affect me directly, I don't care. I really don't. And same thing with, you know, the gun stuff. Uh, you know, there's so many people out there that blame the gun. You know, Ooh, guns are evil. Guns are evil. No, evil people do stupid shit with guns. It has nothing to do with me. And just because, you know, a bunch of wackos tend to shoot up schools and Walmarts and ice cream shops and whatever, that has nothing to do with me. You know, not, nothing to do with the fact that I own some guns and that I have a license to carry them. You know, I, my gun isn't going to do all that stuff. And yes, it is a little easy to get guns, and I don't have any problem with background checks. You know, that's that's one thing that some of the ultra gun people are, you know, oh, we don't want any background checks, and, you know, we want to be able to get full automatic Uzis and, you know, all that stuff. Well, you know, I don't, I don't mind that you would have a full automatic Uzi, but I really do believe that... Uh, we should check you out first to make sure you're not a wacko, but that's still not going to help. Like this latest uh, shooting in Oregon, they were, uh, after that, you know, they've been pushing for uh, background checks on all uh, private gun sales. That wouldn't have stopped this one. The kid was, uh, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, something like that. It was already illegal for him to acquire a gun, no matter how he acquired it. So just to make it, you know, that much harder isn't going to stop that kind of thing. You know, that's irresponsible parents or, or some other criminal activity that gave him that gun, but that's not, you know, another law isn't going to stop that. It's just going to get in the way of, of people that aren't doing that kind of thing. But I'm sure, you know, that pushes a lot of buttons and and all that. I, I, you know, like I said, I, I don't, uh, I don't care who you have sex with, and I don't care whether you've got a gun or not. You know, as long as you don't shoot me or uh, or have sex in front of me, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. It's just, it's funny. I, I saw a thing on Facebook, and I almost posted it. It's, uh, it said something to the effect, uh, I want all gay married couples to be able to... Uh, Hide their guns and I, I, it was a, oh, hide their marijuana in their gun safes or something like that. It's like, yeah, I don't care about marijuana. You want to smoke marijuana? Go for it. Does nothing for me, but go for it. It doesn't bother me. And, you know, as far as the harder drugs, well, you know, some of those are pretty insidious as far as, you know, that's what I've heard. 
one hit and you're hooked and that's not good. But on the other hand, if you want to be stupid enough to do it, you know, stupid isn't illegal. And as far as uh, that goes, uh, you know, if somebody comes in OD'd on, on crack or whatever into the, into a hospital and he can't pay for it. Well, that's, that's a civil matter. That's not a matter of, of law. I mean, you know, yes, I will end up indirectly paying for that and higher medical fees because of the deadbeats that uh, use the system and can't pay for it. And they're not all deadbeats. Some of them are legitimately poor and all that. And I, I understand that. And that's, that's just how it goes. But, uh, you know, but as far as, you know, smoking marijuana or smoking cigarettes or, or drinking booze, all that stuff, it, you know, it doesn't, directly affect me most of the time. Yeah, if a drunk is out on the road and, and runs into me, okay, that affects me. Same thing with a, a druggie. But it's already illegal. It's already illegal to drive under the influence of stuff. What more can you do? You can make the laws tougher, but seriously, what are you going to do about it? Anyway, boy, that's taken a, a weird turn there. I got into a little bit of politics there. So I think that's going to do it. Uh, just felt good to turn the mic on, play a little tune, a couple tunes, a couple banjo tunes there from uh, my buddy Todd, and, and uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, look forward here uh, in the next uh, couple of months, maybe uh, recording with uh, Jim Farley. Uh, and he's over at musicalworld.us, if you're interested. He does uh, a podcast about musical theater, and... It's, it's it's pretty entertaining. Uh, a lot of the lot of the uh, stuff, a lot of the music on there that, that he's either wrote or rearranged or something like that, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. And let's see, like I said, uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, the history of podcasting interview with uh, Tom Wiles of the Trucker Tom podcast. That's over at truckertompodcast.com or. Uh, truckerphoto.com is his other website and uh, if you've listened to me you more than likely know who Tom is uh, kind of running similar packs when it comes to uh, the podcast world here <laughs> so anyway with that I will catch you later <laughs>